raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome back to the Undressing Room Podcast, presented by Macy's. What's up, Lo? Hey, Eva. Hey, girly. <laughs> now, you know what's going down this week, because there was a lot of things going on on these internets, including celebrities airing out a little bit too much of their business on Way social media. Way too much, girl. And Jenny Ma is airing out some stuff, too. She's talking about her current sex life with Jeezy while pregnant. I'm going to break that down for you in a second. <laughs> but Holly Berry goes ahead and break down beauty standards in the industry right now. And baby, that thing was epic. Listen, you know, we all love us some Holly Berry. And while we speaking about Holly Berry, we're going to talk about because she a friend in my head. Friends that start <laughs> rumors about you. Hopefully she wouldn't Ooh. do that to me, though. You know, uh-huh. people are nasty out there. But speaking of nasty, the millennial baby boom is here. <laughs> Pregnancy tests and babies are everywhere. Everybody is pregnant everywhere you turn. And also, <laughs> I'm trying not to get pregnant just yet because the way that y'all sliding in these DMs, and I ain't ready for it. <laughs> you know, but what we are ready for is that final question to address. And you know it always gets crazy. It is literally just to gain what you need. It doesn't define you. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. I went and, and bought my husband uh, Denali for his birthday. Like, mm-hmm. here, there's your right. gift. What if he was like, some of that is my money? <laughs> All of it's your money, sir. You just bought yourself a car. <laughs> You got yourself a new car. You got a new car. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. Make sure hey. you listen to hear how we undress this mess on the Undress and Run podcast brought to you by Macy's. And speaking of Macy's, it is the perfect time to slide by Macy's. The holidays are upon us. So mm-hmm. go ahead and go full on glam to celebrate. It's been a while. We've been in the house. Now it's time to get back out. Mm-hmm. Start by Macy's, going by there and getting that 15% off of your beauty favorites. So you can go ahead and spruce your face up, get that How new much? makeup. Come it's on. the brand that I'm in love with. It's the Dior. It's the Lancome. It's the Bobby Brown. It's the Laura what? Mercier. It's all of that. And Macy's has your wardrobe space covered too. So you get an extra. Are you ready? off. This is what I'm talking, that's my kind of sale right there. Yes, all the designers (laughs) that rarely go on sale, all those cute Steve Madden, little shoes, boots, Vince Komodo, Bar 3, DKNY, and big savings on every single thing you need to make your space shine for the holidays. So do yourself a favor and head on over to Macy's.com with the promo code. Now you know we love a code. The promo code is FRIEND. Oh, hey, FRIEND. Hey, friend. <laughs> what else is going on this week at Macy's? Listen, I heard that for one week only, Macy's is doubling their donations to Make-A-Wish. You know, <sighs> this is the time for giving. It's the yes. holidays. And we got to make sure we give where it counts. So now, through December 4th, when you write a letter to Santa at Macy's.com slash believe, Macy's will donate to Make-A-Wish up to another one million dollars. That is in addition to the one million they've already committed to helping grant wishes to kids who are fighting critical illnesses across the country. 
Now, Shout you can also Macy's. make an online donation. You don't have to just do it that way by writing a letter. You could go to make a wish right now at Macy's.com slash believe and make sure that you donate to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Again, that's Macy's.com slash believe. And you know what I can't believe? I can't believe the way Macy's is leveling up right now because they have yes. this whole live shopping event. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, Lo, but Every Tuesday and every Thursday at 4 p.m., Macy's Live is hosted by top fashion and beauty experts and influencers, and they cover every single thing you need to express your personal style. So all you have to do is to tune into Live Style at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live for Mm -hmm. inspiration and insights on how to make the latest trends work for you and to find some new twists to your favorite go-tos. Because this is what happens. You have those like favorite pieces, but you wear them the same. Way now right. at this live shopping event, they show you how to mix and match stuff that you already have That's to fire. make sure you stay on trend and stay above the fashion. So you can check out live beauty at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live for insider tips on beauty releases, on how-tos, on must-have products, and the routines that you need to be put up on, all of that. So that's Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. Now, this is the undressing room podcast. And before we get the party really, really started today, we have to take a minute and a moment for the late, great Virgil Abla. Yes. Now, Virgil made history. He is and was one of the largest names in high fashion and happened to be a black man. He died at the age of 41 from complications to cancer. And, um, you know, it was a really sad situation because we lost chat with Bozeman around the same time last year. And once again, this is another instance of someone uh, so beloved that worked so hard, but so few people actually even knew he was sick, L'Oreal. Right. He had an aggressive form of cancer that attacked the heart. And it was something that he was living with for a while, about two years. And uh, when I spoke to certain people, they said that they thought he was getting better because there were a few friends and obviously family that knew about it. And they Mm -hmm. said that he was starting to look better. They thought things were looking on the up and up. And then obviously, unfortunately, he passed away. But I don't know if you saw Louis Vuitton is still going to do a celebration of life with a final collection. Oh, absolutely. Uh, fashion show. Yeah. In there is a big um, the uh, fashion awards in London that happened on uh, Monday. And uh, there was a big tribute to Virgil there. You know, mm-hmm. one thing I can say, a lot of times we look at our greats and we don't give them their flowers while they're here. But I right. can say that Virgil was one of those people that figured out how to make it to the highest heights in high fashion and never forget the culture. Yeah. So he was so in touch with those that exist today that rocked his fashion. You know, he did not become so isolated. And, you know, we had, you, you can see videos of Kanye West just crying as he walks down and finishing a fashion show. So and listen, be. Virgil has the furniture in Ikea. Ikea. He has the Louis Vuitton deal. He has his own off-white brand. So, you know. So the people, uh, that, people that didn't know, a lot of people uh, know about the menswear and yeah. being the artistic director over at Louis Vuitton because mm-hmm. it was a really big deal. But y'all out here rocking off white. That's Virgil. So that's if you Virgil. thought you didn't know who Virgil Abla is, he's in your closet right now and has mm-hmm. been. He has figured out how to bridge high fashion and streetwear and make it everything that it is, which is our culture. So our love is with the family, the friends that he has lost and that will sorely, sorely miss him. 
So, okay, you remember when a couple of weeks ago, Danny Lay and the baby were airing all their business out on Instagram? Uh, That was so extremely messy. And you know what was sad to me is that the poor baby is eventually going to be old enough to see what has been going on and the things that her father had to say about the mama Uh, and what the uncle had to say about her daddy. You know, it's just a mess now. They did finally admit to having a baby together. Now, this was something that was rumored for months. We knew it was to be true, but they confirmed it. And let's just say it went downhill from there. Now, the baby asked Danny Lay to get out of his home and go to a hotel. But but why? He's a five star, though. That's okay. Right? But no, 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 no. Why? (laughs) If she, the baby is three months old, right? Right. At that time. And this is her first child, so this is her first time at the rodeo. Why did she? he ask her to leave? Well, according to him, she has always been his certified side chick and not his girlfriend. So I guess, oh. you know, when you're a certified side chick, you got to go home. <laughs> well, what, what is a certified side chick? I mean, according to him, somebody that you... Uh, have a baby with (laughs) because that's what he did i'm confused because he has two other baby moms uh one of them people are saying she's pregnant because she kind of hinted towards it on social media but now she's saying that people are making it up i will say this i've been in a situation with messy baby mamas and toxic men and they used to do things to kind of push my buttons, to kind of make us argue or to make me confront him about things that may had not be true. So then you do sit there looking stupid. Like Danny right. Lay probably been going crazy. Like you got your baby mom pregnant again. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's not- I mean, it's just when, when, okay. So I guess a certified side piece is a thing, but don't both parties need to agree on that? Like, how can I be in a relationship with you, but you not in a relationship with me? Yeah, I don't understand that either. But it did get a little weird when she even said to one of his friends, doesn't he call me his girl? That was what was weird to me. <laughs> then she started posting these pictures. And my thing is, like, if you weren't posting them before, I mean, we did see them out together a few times. But again, that was promo for his album. Like, he does this thing where he uses her for promo, but then accuses her of having the baby with him to further her career, which if you knew that, why would you have sex with her and continue to not protect yourself? And they said the other week she had ordered a plan B to the condo. And I guess he was mad about that. That's what she she said. But according to him, he asked her to leave. Either way, she got two assault charges on her behind the whole situation. And Hold they're on, not on the, her or him. She got it. He called the police on her. And now what? she has two charges of simple assault. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So he said he was recording all the interaction for his protection, even though he's the man that killed somebody in Walmart. So who really needed protection? He also said that her mother and father disowned the grandchild. All kind of stuff. It's been getting so messy. And and then, you know, the, the Will and Jada situation, they've been stirring up controversy for sharing their personal business. Jada on a red table talk with her, her mama, and her daughter all telling the business. Yeah. Then you got Will and his new book. 
he telling all the business. Then did you see the Gloria Glovon and Matt yeah. Barnes situation? No, no, me and oh Laura are God, good either. friends. What happened? This was messy too. Now he has a new baby mom. She's Beverly Johnson's daughter. I think her name is oh, Anasa. Oh, she's so beautiful. What's her, do you know her name? Anasa? I, An- yeah, Anissa. Anissa. Okay, yes. so Anissa Sims. She posted up a picture that included Gloria and Matt's twin boys, which they are, I love his, I love love their twin boys they're so cute and they're just so like cute. they're so such cute boys anyway i guess she thought so too so she decided to post them on her page like you know we got it done apparently she has a son that also shares a birthday with the twins so they did different birthday parties different you know locations or whatever but the way she made it seem was like you know blended family super mom type thing you know what i mean right. and gloria checked her real quick she basically said at this point this ish is flat out weird your obsession with my kids is awkward and crazy i've tolerated it long enough your whole super mommy stepmom blended family bs is hilarious she also said my kids don't even like you they can't stand you like (laughs) why did she put that on the internet i guess she had previously asked her not to post her kids and she continuously does it so i guess she figured the best way to go about it is to air her out on social media did she post a bad picture is it a negative picture like it was a picture of all of them together as a family minus gloria and Derek. So I guess she's looking at it like, hold on now. We threw this birthday party and you sitting there acting like you had something to do with it. Sis, sit down. And my son and your son's birthday wasn't together. She wanted to make that clear. So (sighs) what do you think that's about? Because she has moved on and married Derek Fisher, who was Matt Barnes' ex uh, friend. They were teammates and everything. Do you think like these people airing out their business on social media or in books are like way too much? Like because it, it, it's the celebrity factor that seems to be getting lost. Well, see, you know, I think it depends on what is being disclosed, right? So we've listed all these celebrities that are out here telling their stuff. You got Will and Jada. Now, Will and Jada, there have been speculations, there have been rumors, there's been all kind of stuff, things out. And I think that Will and Jada use their platform and their celebrity to get in front of certain things. And um, I think they're at an age, too, where it's like we've always been kind of a quiet couple and now we're writing a book and I don't mind saying my piece. Same thing with Gabrielle Union. She wrote a book, Say Her Piece. However, I think it does go too far when I'm arguing with my husband, kids are in the back and I'm being filmed and now you're at home eating your Sonic burger, watching me and my husband go like, that's, that's, that's when it's too far. Sonic. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know. I just thought about the ice. (laughs) like a regular regular day like you never know what people are going through and i think that we as uh, viewers and listeners of these celebrities that we love need to give them space to be human you know and not always demand to know what's in their life but then the entertainer on the other part gotta be quiet because if you tell everybody about what's going on and danny lay and the baby putting everything out there then we gonna want to know what happened yeah, and I do feel like it's becoming, especially with the baby and the Danny Lay situation, it started to even seem like they felt like they owed people an explanation. Yes. So it was like the baby was like, let me tell you my side. And then she went in the room and was like, this is what really is the side. And then here you even got her mama 
coming up on social media like I don't know how to go live but he's lying and he and I'm over here like who are you doing this for <laughs> now that the cops were called it does show a little bit more you know considering all of these things in the news the Tory Lane stuff and you know men like look I'm gonna protect myself so I'm gonna go ahead and film so that you can't say it's my word against yours but I just it's just it's really sad because there's a child involved. I so mean, it's he still ain't get to the bottom of the Tory Lanez thing. I wish somebody would have got on Instagram live because at well, this point, what happened? Shoot. Well, it's a, it's an ongoing investigation and they have been advised to not speak about it because it has to be seen in front of the judge. So the we should see. change every week too. Like people that told me I was really there and I know what really happened. And then they tell me a story and then somebody else was like, well, I was the cop on the scene. But I do say people need to stop. And I, I'm, talking to myself you need to go to therapy <laughs> because <laughs> if you feel like you have all this to say clearly like you need to sit down and be talking to somebody that can actually guide you in the yes. right direction while you're spilling all your tea because well, all you're talking to is a bunch of people that love to see you fail or fall or cry or that yeah so they're not gonna advise you well they're gonna be like tell us more punch her in the face i've been seeing a lot of people telling danny lay that she should oh if he would have said that about me i would have put hands and feet on him she already got two simple assault charges you want her to be in jail so now she's there with a three-month-old baby three months postpartum like come Come on, on you guys and speaking of postpartum, we have a, a, a famous lady by the name of Jenny Ma from The Real who is with baby in utero. She is married to the handsome Jeezy. I'm sorry, and- did you see that viral video of the fake Jeezy with the Hennessy? <laughs> And he I was did. dancing. They was, like, they was like, ever since he started messing with Jeannie Ma, he's different. I'm like, that's not even him. That's so nice. He was break dancing. What if it was? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all, done, y'all done ruined Jeezy Ma. Y'all done mo- Jeezy Ma. Well, speaking <laughs> of Jeezy Ma, 42-year-old Jeannie Ma is currently pregnant with her first child. So shout out to a baby at 42, her first child with her new husband. Now, she has been getting undressed on her YouTube show called Hello Honey with Jenny Ma, where she did a recent episode and shared about her intimacy expert, Mr. Shannon Borden. Hold on a minute. Like, Like, she needs somebody to tell her how to... If her sex is good, I'm confused. Well, no, it's an intimacy expert. And I think it's because intimacy is more than just sex. Okay, so so break it down for me because I'm clearly... Intimacy is definitely more than just sex, but she had an intimacy expert named um, Shane on the show about a year ago, and she really wanted to have a baby. So Shane gave her some advice about how she could conceive. Now, she found out recently that she was pregnant right after she got married, and then she shared her first trimester uh, video with us and told us all that she was pregnant. But she Where was this about- expert when she was with the white man? Because I'm pretty sure the white man wanted her to meet this expert and she why waited he can't till just G. be named his name why he got to be the white man because one is the white man and one is jeezy <laughs> <laughs> one is the white man one is the snowman <laughs> oh, you did a joke. You did a joke. Yay. 
Okay, so she decided that she was going to tell everybody that she was pregnant, but her sex drive was suffering when she first got pregnant. Mm. So she shared that the party was on, and now it is back on and popping. It is popping. Everything is good in that department, and I loved it. And after yeah, sharing, not Jeezy going to be popping somewhere else. You know how they do. Well, he already been shooting up the club, obviously. <laughs> but after sharing some of her intimate details, Shane was shocked that Jeezy was so touchy and plays with her best when they are intimate now did you expect of all people jenny my hello honey would be so open about her love life i don't i feel like on her show on the real she she's pretty open but i feel like it's a it's very calculated open you know, I feel like yes. everything she says, she super thinks about it first. She plans it out like Thursday, I'm going to say this. And Wednesday, I'm going to say but this. But now I think with Jeezy, there's something to her. You know, she's a consummate professional. And I don't think people realize how much work goes into the things that we do because right. they see us like she's not just reading that. She's researched that. She's thought about that. And so right. she makes sure that she guards her words. But it seems like with Jeezy, like her guard is just down. She's talking about the sex position she likes to have this is a woman who's married she is in love she's still in her honeymoon phase she's head over heels and she's having her first child and um you know sex is a part of life l'oreal i you know, know guys that sought out pregnant women to have sex with and to me that is sick like <laughs> you know when we tell you a funny story uh -oh. my mom was pregnant with my one of my brothers, um, she wasn't with my dad at the time. They had okay. like, well, you know how they had a little split, yeah. little break. And this guy was like in love with my mom. And I've always thought it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, how do you fall in love with a pregnant woman who's pregnant with a child? That's not even yours. But there are men that want that. Like, I'm sure there's an OnlyFans page for like that a lot. Like the fetishes on some of these people, like I couldn't imagine searching on porn and looking up an old wrinkly guy like that or like a, a oversized guy that but I the just fetishes. Like, it's not it's, it's like I mean, they like stuff like, you know, cuticles. It's like That's, full cuticle. Yeah, well, there's a lot of feet people, too. Shout out to Karushi Tran. She has a stalker that loves her feet, like are crazy about her feet. It is the weirdest thing. I mean, she has beautiful feet. They ain't like, like my bunions, but. No, people are crazy because they will definitely make a whole page that is dedicated to like things that you have going on. They'll be like L'Oreal's hands. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Listen, you got some big old hands, L'Oreal. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway. Bye. I'm not talking to you. Anymore. No, you have to talk to me because we have to talk about these beauty standards. I need you to break down what Holly Berry was talking about. I mean, Holly Berry is one of the world's most beautiful women. I know she not. That's not fair for her to be talking about beauty secrets. <laughs> you the most beautiful. You ain't even do nothing. You just was born. Well, Holly Berry, she is making her directorial debut, which I'm hey. excited. Please don't let us down, Holly, because we're gonna tell you if it's terrible, like that one movie you was in. Remember that one movie? Don't do she that. Had? Oh, okay. Let's pause. Don't do that. Anyway. Like Lena Waithe told her not to do this film. Why? I don't know. Lena Waithe told her when she was considering doing this not to do it. You know that she didn't know if she was ready, and uh, she's like, Hallie responded, called her, and was like, I understand why you said that. You're just trying to protect me and make sure that I could protect my name and my brand, but. 
I could not live with myself if I don't do this. So I'm going to say that though, Holly. Everybody what? ain't Regina King now. Everybody is not Regina. So just I'm just going to say, please, Lena Wave might have been trying to look out Listen, for you. Listen, I'm she here said, for you know, That last episode of The Shy, she should have said no to herself that last season. Anyway, but Brat was in it, so at least she did something right. Now, she and believes in female empowerment. Candy did great. Uh, so she believes in female empowerment. And she collabed with Cardi B, who she called the queen of hip-hop, which is not very empowering to other women in hip-hop. Because how is that fair? There's so many other women in hip-hop, too, that's come before Cardi. You don't believe I, so? I know, but why do why do people get so up in arms that they call her the queen? She's just talking about right now when it comes to hip hop and the names that are out there. Cardi B is on top. That's what she's saying. Like, why are people upset about her saying that? Yeah, but she started a whole riff because we already know she got a long ongoing beef with uh, Nikki. Almost said Queen Nikki Minaj. Yeah, you call her Queen Onika. <laughs> the Queen Minaj. You know what I mean? Like, this is an ongoing thing that they got. I mean, some people may think Meg the Stallion is the queen. Some people still think Little Kim is the queen. Some people but think see, MC You see Light what your keyword is, L'Oreal? Your keyword that you keep saying is some people think. It's a thought. Halle Berry's a lot to queen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone could be a queen, though, Eva. And we got two queens have... here. Exactly. That's and if they right. call you the queen of podcast, that doesn't mean that I'm not still a queen. And I don't get mad at you. Be, you know what I'm saying? I just don't understand the the comparison, the frustration in the label. But I'm just going to come. I'm, I'm just listening. What else? I'm going to blame T.I. Because once he said he was the king of the South, everybody peonies got in a bunch of ever since then. The, that and the king of New York. Everybody always want to call. Cardi B was just the king of New York two years ago. Now she the queen of hip hop. Which the one? King? Which one are you, a king or a queen? I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, she did an interview with CBS Sunday morning. We all off track, huh? So <laughs> she was there to promote the movie uh, that came out last week. So the name of the movie is Bruised. And uh, yes. she talked about beauty standards. Now, she's considered to be one of the world's most beautiful women, hands down. Not like that one simple white girl that they tried to put out there and say she was the... Remember when they was like, she had the most perfect face? And then they was like, yeah, Beyonce's like number three behind this beautiful white woman who... You don't remember that list? It was no, <laughs> no. It was a while ago. But anyway, now she wants to challenge the preconceptions about beauty. And that's why she took on her bloody role and bruise. Now she told CBS Sunday morning that beauty is so subjective, but that word has been tagged to me since the beginning of my career. And so I've had to work really hard to basically dispel what beauty is and what beauty does and what beauty can do. She also mm. said, do you think this package that I walk around in spares me in any real life situations? Maybe. That part. Maybe. You might no. get skipped. You might no. people let you skip in line because you're cute. No, I think I think that people have a big preconceived notion, and I, I'm so glad that she spoke out about it mm -hmm. because. And we talked about it when we were on the ship doing our podcast. You know, yeah. just about, and you know, we it's hard to deal with, but just the different boxes that we put ourselves in as Black women and. We are more than our face. We are more than our color, our hue, our hair texture, the length, right. the any of that stuff. But we like to define each other by those attributes, and it sucks. 
Well, she did say, and she mentioned her role in Jungle Fever when she was a drug addict. She forgot losing Isaiah because she was one there too. I was starting to worry she about was her. The best crackhead <laughs> ever. Well, she said that. Uh, crack wouldn't have passed her by because of the way she looked. She said she grew up with an alcoholic, abusive, absentee father, and she said that her life hasn't always been great. Remember when they there was rumors that Wesley Snipes used to beat on her? She was going through that too. She got left by every man. All kinds. What of I'm stuff. saying, pretty doesn't make you, you know, detached from life, from hurt, from pain, from yeah. any of that stuff. That's right. Well, she also said that she used her passion for kickboxing and jujitsu to find strength. And she's going to get her 13-year-old daughter into martial arts so she nice. can protect herself, which I feel like every woman should have some sort of basic uh, fighting, you know, instructions that they know or something like that. Now, Holly or said- 38 revolver. I know, or that too. Uh, but sometimes, shoot, somebody can overpower you, take the gun. You got to have some basic fighting skills that Agreed. you just know. Well, uh, Holly says she is about taking chances to show that she's human. Now, do you think that it is possible? Because I know a lot of ugly people feel this way, that beautiful people <laughs> have it easier in general. <laughs> I um, I wouldn't you know, know I think I don't I don't I don't think so. And the reason why is I'll use you as an example. You are drop dead gorgeous. If you didn't want to work, you didn't have to. You could have somebody take care of you. But you get up every day. You make sure you keep your eye on your goal that you set for yourself, which is higher than any height. And you go and you chase it daily. And I see you jumping over hurdles, stumbling, taking a second to breathe, running no, in right. front, all of that. So mm -hmm. I don't see just because you're a pretty girl that your life is any easier than another woman that might be there that standards because of society says is not aesthetically as beautiful. Right. I think you have to work as hard and honestly, sometimes even harder. That's right to show that you're more than just a pretty face and you're more than just the things that you can't help. Cause that's the more frustrating part. Like you didn't ask to look the way you do. I mean, unless you right. ain't got surgeries, but that's for true. the most part, you know what I mean? We don't ask to look the way we look. So whatever Sometimes it is. People do judge you on that. And it's like, well, who did you sleep with to get? And you're like, sleep. I wish it was that easy. Where he at? No, <laughs> no, it, uh, honestly, the harder part is the fact that I'm not going to sleep with you for this job, That's right? Is the fact that I will walk away from this job and go to another job where they want my talent and not my looks. But, but uh, what they see first is how you look. And so I think it is a huge misconception. I think it is something that um, people take for granted, like. Michael B. Jordan, he is a beautiful man. Don't get me wrong, but I've known mm -hmm. him since he was 14 and he has worked his butt off to get to where he is. He does not get handed roles because he's handsome. He most likely gets passed up roles because he's so handsome. Yeah, I do think sometimes it is a downfall. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like there aren't privileges to being a beautiful person. I do feel like people are more welcoming sometimes. Uh, people want to talk to you. People want to be around you. But like you said, sometimes those intentions are negative. So what, what does it matter if they want to be around you if it's to sleep with you? Not right. just to see if you're talented and you can do whatever. Sometimes you can be overqualified for the position, but they just want to go out with you and, and eat with you and drink with you. And then they're going to hire the other person that 
you know, ain't, ain't as pretty because they don't have the temptations. But what is what around. is what is pretty? And like like for real though, like to break down. And I think that that's what was so dope about Hallie just touching on it because what is pretty? It's subjective. It's, it's when one man the bottom, right? thinks it's beautiful, mm-hmm. another man might be like, uh uh-uh. uh. I remember walking down the street one day and somebody was like, Shouty Red, that ain't fine. But if you ate some, you'd be real fine. Like he <laughs> thought I was. Yeah. But if I was thicker, he would have thought I was beautiful. Someone, you know, so it's so subjective. So the moral is don't get caught. We know what ugly is. Like, let's not try to act like we don't know what like. But I I've said it since I was 18. I swear beauty starts inside because people people ugly and pretty, though, too. Like pretty. But 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 people that are aesthetically standard pretty, if they have an ugly spirit for some reason, they face are not looking so cute no more. I mean, I call those people ugly too. Just because your face is pretty don't mean you're not ugly. To me, ugly could be a personality. It could be your face. It your could attitude. be how you carry yourself. It's so many different things that can make someone... Like, to be honest, like, I used to be, like, hella bent on looks, like, when it came to relationships. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my dude have to look a certain kind of way. And now, like, I find myself liking or being attracted to people that's not even like wouldn't be like on your old list. Yeah, not like a pretty boy or not saying that I dated pretty boys, but just like, you know what I mean? Like they the look is just a little different. And some people may not even think that they're handsome. But to well, me, that's, I'm like, that's really? the one you want. He's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, if y'all didn't know, you're listening to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. Slide on over and check out our personal Macy's shopping page at macy's.com slash the undressing room and no baby we are not over we still have a little bit of clothes on and it's time to take them off l'oreal this is uh something i think you might know something about me well what do you do if a friend starts a rumor about you Oh, I do know a little something about it. Well, you know, sometimes friends come, they go, they're around for a reason. Sometimes they're around for a season. Okay. But they sometimes they did through them good times. Sometimes they did through the bad times. You got to know where to put them and all that good stuff. Friends are great until they betray your trust, right or wrong. That's the Absolutely. Worst. Well, now, see, try- they wasn't what? even, that was, it's, the friend ain't a friend until you go through it, though. That's true, too. You got to go through a little storm to make sure y'all can weather it. But trust can take years to build and seconds to destroy a friendship. Trust me, I know. I'm going through it, then been through it, then hit it, all kind of stuff. Now, Madison Romney, a friendship coach and creator of Flourishing Friends at Flourishing Friends, explains to why spreading rumors and gossiping are some of the most detrimental destroyers of friendships. Mm. Now, Hello Giggles spoke with a few experts to get some tips on how to handle this situation. So you wait 24 hours to address something. Oh, you smart. Tell, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, cool, so bad at Didn't you just tell me that? Cool. I, I literally, cooler heads prevail. So even though it happened, just give it a second for you to go through your process. Because if I'm you just respond with emotion, then you are going to respond shooting from the hip. And oftentimes, you know, you can't unring a bell. So you want to make sure that you are in your proper space. <laughs> I'm annoying. I know. <laughs> when you say something because you can't unsay it. So I'm here for number one. Okay. What's number two? Okay. So tell your friend how you feel and how it affected you. So I guess that's after the 24 hours. That's hard. Yeah, that is a little hard. Now, here's number three. 
Don't isolate yourself. Stay connected with other people. So don't just, you know, run away from the whole situation and like bury yourself in a pillow and with But ice it's cream. easy to throw that wall up when someone you love and have been riding for betrays your trust. I know it I mean, I know that's one of your your, your numbers is not to isolate yourself, yeah. but it, it makes you feel like you kind of want to go and just be by yourself for a while. I'm breaking all these damn rules because I done did number one through four. Like, I'll definitely be like, okay, if this was my friend for this long and they did this to me, I'm looking at everybody funny. And I know you're not supposed to do that. But, like, it's like if this person could do this to me, I think anyone can. Yeah. So they're saying it's number four. This is an interesting one. Remember, it's a reflection of the other person and not you. Romney says most of the time, gossip says more about the gossiper than the gossip E. An easy and hollow way to feel good about yourself is speaking poorly of others. And I'm not going to lie, Eva, I've had to actually separate myself from somebody because I felt like each and every time I got around her, Everything was literally talking bad about other people. And I feel like I was actually picking up the bad habit. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's one thing because we make fun of people like and we joke a lot. Right. But we we make fun of ourselves as well. But it's a difference between like making jokes, being funny and then being completely nasty. Toxic. Yeah, it's it's super toxic. And once you're around that a lot, you can pick up that bad habit. It becomes normalized. It's super normal until you step away from it. So I had stepped away from it for a while and I came back and I was so disgusted by the conversation. Mm. I couldn't even sit there anymore. Anyway, number five, think about the conversation and the friendship. Think about how they responded. Which is okay, probably so after, negative. So after you waited the 24 hours, you told them yeah. how you felt and it affected you. You uh-huh. didn't isolate yourself. Then you... You understood that it was a reflection of themselves. You know it's not, not you, it's them. It's them. So then, now you go... Now you really take a minute and you just let that thing marinate. Yeah, you gotta say, like, hold on a second. Like, is this friendship, like really what I need, the way that I approached the person. Did they respond right? Did they care about my feelings in, in those kind of manners? Like, did, did they matter? Did it matter to them, that conversation? Now, number six is depending on the severity and how they responded, this is a good time to think about ending that friendship. Ooh, wait, girl, you about to have somebody alone during the holidays. Listen, I've definitely, I've I've been through this very, very, very recently. You know what I mean? And it was hard. Mm -hmm. It took me a while. And I think what I had to do was lean on people. And I didn't see this in here. But I leaned on people that I really did trust. And I spoke with people I trust. Not that it was necessarily friends, maybe even my my mother I go to and I uh-huh. talk to her sometimes. Have a good counsel. Yeah, exactly. I speak to I spoke with one of the people that I do business with mm-hmm. and seeing what, what they thought about the way that the person was moving mm-hmm. and friendship and just anything with me. And you know, after I sat and thought about it and did all that. I came to the conclusion that like this person wasn't beneficial to me being a better person. Yeah. Not, not necessarily myself. Yeah. Just a, me I, like you were actually adding to me being a bad person. Right. 
And when I had to stop and think about that and I spoke to her about it, it was a lot of pointing of fingers. Like, mm. you're like this and you're like this and you're like this. And I didn't even get to the point where I was expressing the hurt that they've done to me. You know what I right. mean? So I just looked at it like this. I have to cut my losses. Obviously, it hurts to to separate from a friend that you've been friends with that long. Yeah. But And people are not going to get it because naturally, when you're that close with somebody, they automatically oh, well, y'all not friends anymore? What happened? And it's like, I grew up. You know what I mean? I grew up and I realized that this relationship and this friendship wasn't a friendship for me. And it didn't feel like a friendship. This is such a good topic because I'm going through something like this. And it's not a rumor, but a friend lied to me. Like I asked a friend a specific question Mm -hmm. about a specific thing. And they specifically told me the not truth. Mm -hmm. And omitting and failing to share, I don't think is lying. But if I ask you a question, either say, I don't want to answer that or tell me the truth. But once you lie to me, at least beat around the bush. (laughs) So I'm so, so I'm at a place now where it's like one of my closest friends. I love her to death, to life. I would literally sock somebody still today over her, but it makes me question the friendship what I thought our friendship was where you felt the need to tell me something that's not true because I hurt. yeah like don't lie to me don't lie to yourself yeah you know what I'm saying and and I have not gotten to the next steps in your process which is to say something because I've just taken a step back and re-evaluated the situation and now I'm trying to decide are you in a mental space mature enough to actually have a friendship with me? Not well, if you're a problem. A, yeah. Cause you're a good person. You're a beautiful person, but I don't know if you're mature enough to deal with the things that are hard to deal with, like marriage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had to be ready for it. And I don't like my friends lying to me. Because I will go to bat for you. So don't lie to me. You right. lie to the world. I, no, I agree with you. And most people don't ever see what they do wrong. And they only, even if you explain to them that you're hurt, you could break it down and be like, I understood why you did this. They don't care. Like a, a lot of people, and I'm not going to say everybody, but they they feel attacked, especially when it's a friend or somebody that they thought would never approach them about certain yeah. things. I'm not going to say that mine was a rumor. I would say it was several different things. A rumor was the least of our problems. You know, right. if it was wow. if it was just a rumor and it was things that, you know, you you hide, not hide, but you you eat. You know what I mean? Like you tuck let it away. There. Yeah, you tuck it away for a while because this person is your friend. And even though you may have seen so many different things and you're like, all right, I, I mentioned it to her. I said something to her. She didn't change it. She didn't address it. So I'm gonna let it go. You know, and then eventually, what's that they say when you dust it underneath the rug and it turns into a big pile? What you going to do then? You know, so you got to address it eventually. And it's just unfortunate that when you do address it and you do think this is somebody that is your real friend, you would think that you can get over it together. But the fact of the matter is everybody doesn't have the same heart as you. And if they don't understand where you're coming from, sometimes you have to walk away from that friendship and, and it'll better you if that person, but it's is, a hard, it's a hard it's thing hard. to do, it's especially not, when they've easy. been your friend for a while. I would say in anyone starting any new friendships yeah. or trying to revive an existing friendship, I love the way you and I's relationship began. I think yeah. it, 
created such an amazing foundation for us to build upon on just mm-hmm. some sisterhood. Yeah. And then also you being able to be honest with me, like, E, that's not cool. Or mm-hmm. like, Lo, listen, just look at it like this. And you sitting back for a second and like, you know what? I didn't think about it like that. Right. And when you start a friendship like that, if we and when we get to a point where we don't agree and we're at an impasse, the respect level and the communication that we have created between us is at such a high that we can get through stuff. We can talk through. We can be honest. Period. You don't have to pack it in or sweep it under the uh, rug. Tell me. Be like, hey, you talk too much um, on that. I need to do this. OK, say less. Instead of sweeping it, because once you sweep it after a while, then it pow, like you said, it piles up That's and it. you blow. So the bigger part is how you cultivate the friendship the foundation that you build it on that will be what predicates how you will get through issues or not you have to start it off like you said you have to have a great foundation starting off i like even when when my situation it took a long time to even like hit the nail on the head because we've had conversations but then things were just brushed brushed off like nothing ever happened and sometimes the accountability thing is worse than anything it's like if i'm telling you you hurt my feelings with xyz you should take accountability for that. Even if you feel as though you didn't do anything wrong. Even if it wasn't your intention. Yeah. Because that's the bigger part. Because like, I can offend you, but if my intention was not to offend you, I don't know why you offended. But you're like, but sis, my feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. And if if that's your friend... You get what I'm saying? You're yes. going to be sympathetic to it. You're not yes. going to be like, well, that wasn't what I meant to do. Exactly. But that's how a lot of people are because they get defensive. But when they handle you in that manner, to me, that means you don't care about me. Right. You know, if that's I'm literally example. telling you, you hurt my feelings and you are still acting as if you're this tough person that whatever, whatever, you're not my friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're just not. And maybe they need 24 hours or a week or a month or give them some time, too. But when they don't wake up, then they just going to have to miss out. And that's just oh, how I look at it. That's and look, tough. everybody not supposed to ain't meant to be your friend. I remember my mother used to tell me growing up, every everybody ain't your friends. Stop calling everybody. Then you your hate friend. when your mom said that. I hated that. I'm like, only shut up. You don't have no friends. <laughs> only to grow up and go to college and be like, oh, that is not my friend. Yeah, but you your mama told you that when you were 13. Yep. This is the only one that's my friend now is my mama. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the little friends that grow up to be young men and women, which are the millennials. Uh -uh. The millennial baby boom is here. Now, according to Nielsen Media and Bank of America Research, birth rates are going up. Pregnancy test sales have risen 13% over the year since June of 2020. As Danny Lay. Listen, pregnancy (laughs) test sales rose by 2% between 2016 and 2019. So you got to think about the ages, right? Millennials Mm -hmm. are aged between 25 to 40. We're millennials. I don't know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice to know. Which is about 72.1 You pregnant, Eva? No. So where's this boom at? Because (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, the baby boom is likely cause a surge in sales at Target, at Walmart, at Costco, baby stuff. So this is how we notice, like, all of these baby things are flying off of the shelves and, like, newborn baby stuff. So research suggests that perhaps millennials are less worried about the impacts of financial debt, the housing crisis, and the pandemic 
on their future. Live yeah, that's birth- right, because they got PPP loans. So that means they could push, push, push them babies out. <laughs> <laughs> They've been pushing it out. Live births rose 3.3% in June of 2021. That's the highest level of growth since 2013. Now, according to CNBC, a survey conducted back in October of this year of 1,000 participants showed that 11.3% of those were told Bank of America that their partners were expecting or at least trying to have a baby within the next 12 months. So that's a lot of people. That is a whole lot of people. 1,000. So have you noticed that there's an upward trend in your circle of friends I do know one person that's pregnant and it's crazy because um, I I feel like by now everybody is going to know, but my other co-host on um, Bully and the Beast, his girlfriend is pregnant again. They just had a baby. So that's how you do it, baby. Keep that thing Back to back. Like, damn. They ain't take no breaks. But um, I, I did it back to back. You did too, huh? I have a two a two year old and a three year old. How? Oh my God! How do y'all do it? Oh my! Because you just do it and you knock it out. Like I have noticed, you know. I, I I mean, I guess the study says I'm a millennial. I didn't think I was a millennial. Um, <laughs> but you thought you was a baby boomer? <laughs> no, I mean, I thought I was like Generation X or Z or oh, whatever that one no. was right before millennials. But <laughs> I will take it. I still don't know how to use TikTok. But anywho. Um, that's Gen Z. <laughs> oh, oh, so that, okay, that's Z. Mm-hmm. So we were, so there was X and then the millennials. I think it's X, then it's uh, millennial, then it's Z. Where's Y? Because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have noticed that all of my friends, we're the last of the Mohicans. All of my friends are done having their kids. But there are a couple of them that have just recently gotten married and are having their babies. So, Damn, listen. I'm late on the train because I ain't no, even. No, you're not. You just, you, you are oldie but a goodie because people have known you because you've been a star for a long time. But you're still young, Gloria. I feel like by now I would have like, I don't even, I, I'm single again because I ruin everything. L'Oreal! What? Oh my God, don't say that. He's gone already? <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? I know this is off a topic, but the listeners want to know, what did you do? It doesn't matter. We'll did you just... wait the 24 hours before you went off? No, I oh. didn't. So yeah, we're just going to start over when it comes to that. But what I think I'm ready for kids soon, but like I definitely need to find a, a person to have kids with first. <laughs> Look at you sitting back. You don't even want to talk to me anymore. I, I tried to fix it, but no, okay. So I like to get treated a certain way. And I feel like if you're not going to treat me the way that I want to be treated, then we just might as well not talk. Yeah. But then you also throw hissy fits like a baby. And you get mad, and you. I mean, I thought it had to be after I give you enough chance. I give you enough chance to, and and then when you keep doing stuff, I, then I'll probably then do you throw a hissy things. fit, and then they respond accordingly to your hissy fit, and then you like, hold on, wait, what? I'm like, well, then we don't have to talk anymore. Oh. <laughs> we 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 need to have a whole segment about relationships and just. Well, clearly, I need to sit that one out. <laughs> In the meantime, in between time, I know what you do have. You might not have a man, but you got some DMs and somebody that want to be your man. So let's slide up in there because I know they already there. Okay. 
Um, so this person started, they say, I listen to the radio just to hear your voice. Are you single, L'Oreal? Because I like to get to know you off of the radio. And then I didn't answer him and he put shaking my head. And then he said, what the F, another trip. Next one, I'm going, F this. (laughs) (laughs) It must have solace in St. Martin. (laughs) I like that, yes. But you know what I did see somebody say? I can't remember who it was. I think it might, oh, Yvonne Orgy. She did an interview recently, right? And she basically was like, you know, I'm giving these guys the blueprint to how to get me from social media. She was like, if you look at my social media, you can see I'm traveling all the time. This is what I do with friends. She was like, so when the guy meets me, he can't be like, what do you like to travel? Yes, look at my Instagram. So well, that's now, a stalker. So, well, he's in my DMs, which means he's. Like, <laughs> so, if you see I like don't to travel, think? why don't you offer to take me somewhere? Maybe he can't don't afford just say, to I'm take going you somewhere. You. Well, he's trying to go with me, so I can't afford to take you then either. You, you can, but the the the, the thing <laughs> is, is that you can because I know your pockets. But I don't want to. <laughs> okay, well, that's a whole nother. I don't want to get another DM. I, I'm not mad at his because I feel like he came at you like a gentleman. He asked you he clearly. Did. He wasn't trying to step on toes. And then he saw that you looked at the DM and didn't respond. And then he responded accordingly. I like him. Okay, you like what's him? the next? I like him. Okay, so I posted this meme the other day. And it said, every time I think I got a little boo, God slaps me on the back of my neck with a sandal. <laughs> so... <laughs> so somebody responded and they that said, So this means you're single? single? You're thank single. the Lord. He said, Thank the Lord. I wish I had my chance with you. I would never let you go. I just said that sting. <laughs> you're single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we can laugh at what's Everyone? going on oh. because um i think i mean it's a lot of men and women for that matters dream for you to be single because they get their opportunity to shoot their shot which I just, makes I, me miserable like they'd be like yes you're single thank you i'm like no i'm sick of being single now i think i mean the, at oh, first oh, i liked oh, it but oh, now i'm oh, over did you hear what you just said did you hear what you just said did i say something wrong you have said i'm ready to have children <laughs> I am ready not to be seen. You are saying all the things I need you to say to know that you are ready for an actual proper. Clearly, I'm ready. not Eva because none of that was in Sierra's prayer. I heard it on Summer Walker. <laughs> I was, when I heard her, Sierra's prayer on Summer Walker's album, I said, well, look now, this is why I'm damn single. Listen to her prayer. She, she's like, God, I just want it. I want to be loved. I want to accept the love. God, I've just... And, and like the way she was talking to God, I, I felt like I'm praying wrong, let alone the you prayer. You are. You got to get earnest with that thing. Yes. You got to get sincere with that thing. She said, well, I want to re- accept it. I the reality is, is the proper person is going to come along. And I think God has something for you that he doesn't want you in a starting over house. And I he think does got so- something for me, a sandal on the back of my damn <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm like, everything is Every going time. great. I'm like, ah! <laughs> what do I do, God? What do I do? Listen. Okay, well, let's get into somebody else's business for a second and go ahead and slide into the final question question to undress. Ooh. Now, this week's final question comes from Mommy Owl off of Instagram. Ow. She says, my husband and I called my sweet 85-year-old grandma to tell her that I got a 
new job. She congratulated us and talked to us for a bit. Then she hung up. Now, later, she called me and said that I should open up a secret bank account and never tell my husband about it. <laughs> my grandma is Grandma's no Listen, do you think that grandma is smart or do you think that this is extremely deceitful? Like, is this a tip that you want to take from your elder or not? Okay, so I feel like with the elders, you always got to listen to them. But I'm not going to lie. A similar situation just recently happened when my cousin was telling me that she has an account separate from her husband and hopefully he not listening because he know now hold on hold, he don't know about it he don't know about it and she was like he only thinks i make this amount of money <laughs> and that's all like she's like she he don't know nothing about these bonuses he don't know nothing about these other checks like she like these checks is a whole nother level of check right Yo. so she only tells him her base pay basically so i when i first heard about it at first i just i breezed past it but then she made it a thing to to say it again so i was like is this kind of grimy like if you're this supposed to be the person you share a life with you share kids with that you are in union with under the eyes of god sierra prayer and all that okay are you so, sneaking and doing this ain't this that kind of now this is what i would say i would say if you have to know your man and you have to know your relationship. Like, man, you need to know your ladies. Now, if your husband or your partner is in control of the finances, but they're not good at finances, I can see you creating a contingency plan, which is the backup, the rainy, a day, rainy stash, day fund, the rainy day stash. Okay. Got it. But to have an account that you just, you know, play and draw from that your husband doesn't know about, and maybe you're neglecting other things because y'all think y'all don't have the money, only to know that you've been had the money. I think that's foul. So yeah, it just de right? it depends on the situation because some people, you know, have gambling addictions. And so I would absolutely, if I was in love with a man and married to a man that ended up having a gambling addiction, I would absolutely stash money for my our kids and make sure that we're good just in case you get weak. But no, for my sense. situation with my husband, we don't play. Like Everything that comes into the house is to take care of us because I'm a firm believer that money is literally just a means to an end. Right. It is literally just to gain what you need. It doesn't define you. And so since we took the the gravity and the weight out of what money is, then we just use it to take care of ourselves. So mm -hmm. if I get a $50,000 payday or you got a $100,000 settlement or if I made $20, whatever, like it goes in the pot. So what about if you decided you wanted to buy a Lamborghini tomorrow? I could buy this, a Lamborghini tomorrow. Is this so there's no discussions that you two have? Like, because I know a lot of ma with marriage, like, and when there is like a big pot like that, sometimes y'all speak to each other before you make you a like large that episode person. of Martin when they were yeah, that's what I got from. <laughs> they got Martin, they was like, you cannot spend more than two hundred dollars yeah. without talking to each other. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. Um. I went and bought my husband a uh, Denali for his birthday. Like, mm, here, here's your right. gift. I didn't tell him I was about to go spend $100,000. I just What if it. he was like, some of that is my money? <laughs> All of it's your money, sir. You just bought yourself a car. <laughs> you got yourself a new car. You got a new car. 
car. You no. crazy? But even like, okay, so I decided I'm ready for a new sports car. I want a Porsche. I don't have to ask for that. Like, yeah. I made the money. And I think it's, honestly, it's about being a good steward over your finances and being able to take care of your family. So if you have the disposable income to go and do whatever, then I don't think the questions need to be asked or raised. And if you're adding money to that pot, that made it to where you could buy, then you're fine. But if that's not your situation, if you are on a budget, if you know the other person is putting more into the pot, I think it's just respectful to say something. Yeah, and to, to I let think them so know. Too. Not I that mean, you have to ask permission, but like, hey, thinking about going to X Y Z. Like, what's something that Michael could buy that you would actually be pissed about? Like, you got to be kidding me. Nothing. My Mike bought me an acre of land for my birthday in Virginia. But like, what if he like bought like what a tiger? Did that come out of <laughs> like what if what, what if he bought a tiger? It was like you know what I was feeling feisty today. Like <laughs> look at your face. And you know what he would. You know what <laughs> if Mike went and bought a full set of brand new golf clubs. Like I don't know if you understand golf clubs can range from like a two thousand yeah. dollar set to a forty thousand dollar set. That's crazy. I think we need to talk about the golf club, like golf clubs, <laughs> skates, any like little extracurriculars that we can't yeah, both like, ride in. Game? Would you think this a game? He like it is. It is a game. Golf. Par, par four. <laughs> four. <laughs> you are sick. Nah, don't Ooh, come uh, in my house with no $40,000. You better be Tiger Woods. <laughs> listen, Before I'm the just cheating. saying. So do you think grandma has some? She was, do you think she was, you know, onto something? Grandma, you got to listen to your elders, man. You know, the 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 elders is always going to hold you down. But I will say, Papa was a Rolling Stone back in the day. <laughs> Granny had to stay in the house and keep her nickels. So okay. I think. You know what I mean? I think it's a little different now. We outside making our own money, making our own situation. For real, if the pot is gone, you could boil back another pot nowadays. Come on now, because the water's coming from the well. The water is coming from the well. But when Granny was growing up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when gas was five cents. Like she, she going to get the, that bucket and trying to get that water had, herself. She had to get the she had to get the box, the TV dinner out the freezer where the money was stashed in the sugar jar. It's the just a little smacks. different. But she exactly. is looking out. I feel like she is always going to look out for her family. So mm -hmm. she might be on to something. But I think uh, to be conniving is one thing. If you have no income and you're depending on this man and you stash a little bit, I think that's only smart for you and your kids. Like. You never know what somebody might get into, what might you happen. And if he's not making sure you're good and you don't have equal whatever say over the accounts and this and that, then I could see that. You know what I exactly. mean? Protect yourself. Because I've definitely been in a situation where I depended on a man, which I never was taught to do. I was never comfortable doing, but he allowed me to believe that we had this great relationship. And then he cheated on me. And then when I reacted, he cut the well off there was no water out that well no more water so then you wouldn't go turn your own well on well i'll say that i had a credit card from him that <laughs> it stayed on for like four months but after that it was kind of just like listen this is the person i was building my life with though right like right. i gave up my things i was working on my dream to, to like help him with his stuff oh don't you ever do that again i mean now i of course not i was also like 20 you know i was younger or whatever the case but like 
now I'm, I know that my priority is me. It was like last year. Exactly. (laughs) Now that was our final question to undress. And if you want us to undress your final question, it's super easy. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram at the undressing room podcast and DM us like all these people do to L'Oreal. And that is your (laughs) chance to be featured. Now, just in case they don't know what's going on, L'Oreal, who they listening to? You already know they are listening to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's. Now make sure you check out our personal Macy's shopping page at macy's.com slash the undressing room because we always like to get undressed and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, and make sure you log on to the undressingroompod.com for episodes and links to our page because just in case you didn't see what we were wearing, you can go ahead and see what's in our closet. Come on now, come it's get dressed with us. Or, Ooh, or undressed. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody going to say to me underneath that picture of us on the Tom Joyner cruise, they going to say, it's funny. The show's called the Undressing Room Podcast, but this is the most clothes I've seen you on, with, with on since you had Instagram. I'm like, get off my damn page block. That's why I wore a half shirt. I was trying to, I was trying to match your flop. I had on the nude color, so I figured I was doing something. You was but. cute, and she was a two-piece. She was real cute. If y'all didn't see that episode, go ahead and slide back on in there. You can catch all of the old episodes. Go and on. make sure you tune in every single Thursday for a new episode of the Undressing Room Podcast. Bye. Until next time. The Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cope Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.